Hello and welcome back to the Unqualified Historian, the dumb girl's version of history, and that dumb girl is me, Rekka. If, like me, you dread the history category in any board game, but also don't want to be bored to death lecture style whilst learning about history, then please stick around and subscribe for my weekly ramblings. I was inspired by this week's topic after watching The Mummy, which, can we just talk about what an amazing film that is, like... Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss and literally everyone in that film. The film has the absolute perfect casting. I just love that film. It's amazing. Um, so I watched the mummy and I thought, oh, right, we're going, we're going to ancient Egypt. That's where we're going. But I wasn't too sure what to cover. I thought Cleopatra, but I already know some bits about here. her. Like, I wanted it to be something I don't know anything about. Like, I'll definitely cover Cleopatra one day, because I know everything about her. I thought about maybe doing the pyramids, but I kind of wanted to also delve a bit conspiracy theory with pyramids. But I don't want to get too conspiracy theory, because I've got a... Uh, podcast coming up about Atlantis, an episode, sorry, about Atlantis soon. And that's kind of conspiracy theory-esque. So I settled on this topic because I don't know anything about Tutankhamun. And it turns out that's because there actually isn't a lot to know. So it's a very short one today. I thought I could maybe merge a couple of ancient Egyptian things together, but I didn't want to start blending topics because I'll get confused about what's covered. So today we are going back to ancient Greece and we're going to go find out about King Tutankhamun or King Tut as I'm going to call him now. So, King Tut was an Egyptian pharaoh. He was the last ruler of his family line during the New Kingdom. Now, the New Kingdom had been very influential in bringing Egypt to the peak of prosperity. They built a foreign empire, trade routes, diplomatic contacts. So, like 5,000 years ago, ancient Egypt was very rich. The River Nile would flood yearly, so that was really good for the soil. So, it meant they had loads of crops and they could sell it to other countries they had so many crops so with ancient egypt it goes first kingdom where they built the pyramids and the sphinx middle kingdom where they started arguing amongst themselves and new kingdom when conflicts were already started tutankhamun's father akhenaten i think that's how you pronounce it but don't quote me on that um has been confirmed as his father through genetics testing from their bodies nice Akhenaten was married to Nerefiti. Nerefetiti? Nerefetiti. I think that's how you say it. Oh, this. I'm, sometimes I get a bit dyslexic when I'm trying to say names because I can't. My head says it what I think it should be, but I have to really look at the letters. Does anyone else have that? Um, but it doesn't seem that she was his mother. Genetics have linked this to be someone else that they just refer to as the younger lady. But there's some dispute around if it is her even, because they could have been related in a different way. It all gets a bit ancestral with ancient Egypt royals, so it's a hard task working out someone's family tree. Akhenaten was an important figure in conquering foreign lands. He soon became preoccupied with changing Egypt's religion. He wanted to change the Egyptian religion to just one god instead of many. Um, so he fired all the priests, which understandably people weren't very happy about, 
And he also neglected all the diplomatic relationships he'd built. So people just, in general, were really not very happy with him. So Tutankhamun was pharaoh from about 1332 BC to 1323 BC. So, uh, what's that, nine years? He was about eight or nine at the time of his father's death. And King Tut's original name was Tutankhaten after the new religion. But he changed his name after he changed the religion back to Tutankhamun. He also removed his father's body and reburied it at the Valley of the Kings, which is near Luxor. I couldn't find out why. I could not for the life of me find out why. But there we go. That's what he did. King Tut married his half-sister, Ankinasium. That's what I'm going with. And they had two children, but neither survived to infancy. Due to his age, it's likely King Tut had advisors. And these advisors would probably had the main hand in this. And King Tut restored the ancient Egypt religion, rehired all the priests, and began storing many monuments and buildings. So it's reported far and wide that King Tut was frail and he walked with a cane. He was thought to have malaria in childhood, which caused him to be weak. And it's said he had deformity of his left foot. He was also said to be slight, about five foot six. And I guess like his body was measured when they found his mummy. Um, But five foot six to me is quite tall for back then. I feel like surely, you know. What's that, 3,000 years ago now? Surely that's good innings to be five foot six. People are five foot six now. I don't know. Anyway, he had large incisors and an overbite, which was characteristic to his royal line. And there is a reconstruction of his face, which you can Google and it's a bit rogue. Despite being weak and frail, there have been various paintings and carvings that depict King Tut in battle, along with really detailed images and stories which would have been actual events of him on chariot defeating masses of enemies so it does seem like he was a pretty good warrior um and he wasn't above fighting with his people there's no surviving record of the cause of king tut's death and this has been the subject of many debates he was found to have broken bones at the back of his skull but it later turned out this was due to mummification it's speculated he could have died because of a fall. He had a badly damaged leg, so it could have been from that. It could have been malaria or other illness. It could have been in battle. We're not too sure, but we do know that the tomb he was buried in was actually quite small for a pharaoh of his status. So it's assumed his death was unexpected and they had to quickly build the tomb. Ancient Egyptians believed that the body was needed for the afterlife and the body was preserved for this through the process that we know as mummification. So to mummify a body, what would happen was the priest would take the body into the desert and firstly remove the organs. And this would include the brain, liver, stomach, intestines, lungs. And they would be put into jars that were shaped like the gods for the gods to guard. But the heart was put back into the body and the heart was filled with salt and dried for 40 days. The salt would then be removed and the space would be filled with spices and plants to pack out the body again to make it seem more human. And then it would be wrapped in bandages to protect the skin. And they would also mummify the pets so they had companions in the afterlife, which is a sweet idea in theory, but major animal cruelty there. 
His tomb was found by Howard Carter a hundred years ago in 1922 at the Valley of the Kings. Pharaohs, their families, other high-ranking officials have all been found here, but most tombs had been raided prior to being excavated. So this particular excavation was really exciting. It was funded by Lord Carnarvon, who was based in London, so it received worldwide press coverage, and it started a frenzy in people becoming interested in Egyptology due to the large amount of things found in the tomb. The items found in the tomb were separated into two categories. Items to transfer the king to the afterlife, such as the coffin, shrines, statues of gods and goddesses, and then objects that belong to them in daily life to take with them. So clothes, they they have like chairs, they put chairs in there because, you know, he needs somewhere to sit. They literally put in everything. It's like when I die, they just turn my house into a tomb and then I have everything I need. So the tomb definitely fulfilled everyone's expectation of what the New Kingdom kings would have had and the idea of a very cosmopolitan wealthy dynasty. Howard Carter took 10 years to catalogue the items that were found in the tomb and studies of these artefacts continue to provide us with amazing insight into technologies at this area at this time. So it was a pretty cool discovery. I also like to think, and I assume it did inspire the film The Mummy, because Rachel Weisz is working in a museum in Egypt, and that would have been around the same time, so it all kind of fits in. It's pretty cool. And the death of a few involved in the discovery has led to the rumours of a curse on the team. The curse of the pharaohs. It was probably started by newspapers at the time, just trying to sell but it was emphasising that these deaths of people were early deaths. Most prominently, George Herbert, the fifth Earl of Carnarvon, died five months after the discovery of the steps of the tomb. The cause of his death was pneumonia, and actually George had once been in an accident that made him really frail. The doctor suggested he go to a warmer climate, so George went to Egypt and became interested in Egyptology. The stress of the excavation potentially let his body open up to the infection. And then sadly passed away. There were 58 people who were present at the tomb opening and eight of them died within a dozen years. Howard Carter himself died of lymphoma. But I don't... Eight people out of 58 is pretty good innings. And I don't think early deaths would be too uncommon over 100 years ago. But I suppose you could be cursed in other ways, couldn't you? I wouldn't. If someone said, hey, look, we found this mummy team, do you want to come look at it? <laughs> Absolutely not. Scoured beetles, for one. Tutankhamun's artefacts have travelled the world on many different tours. I'd love to hear if you've ever seen it. I'm pretty sure it was in the UK not very long ago. Or I don't know. Time's very fuzzy, what with COVID. Um, but it's set, if it hasn't already been set back there, to reside permanently in a museum in Cairo, which I think is quite nice. So there we go, that's the very brief reign of King Tutankhamun. Like I said, there's not much documented about him. There's not much we know. We can only have guesses as to what he did, but he didn't do a lot. He was only pharaoh for a few years and he was a child for most of it. Um. So yeah, that's King Tut. Please join me next week where we will be having a much longer podcast because we will be discussing Henry VIII and his many, many wives. Thanks for listening. Bye.